Hello, and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. This is going to be a very exciting discussion. I am Lana Fen with Huma AI. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Anders, who is the Chief Digital and Information Officer at Nova Nordisk. Welcome. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Gen AI is moving so quickly, right? Innovation is almost like every day there's a new large language model that solves a mm -hmm. particular problem, right? And um, so as a large, um, you know, leading global pharma, how do you stay innovative? I mean, it's a, it's a combination. I mean, you feel it right. I mean, this field is moving extremely fast. And uh, I think many, many companies were a little bit surprised of the, the Gen AI a year ago when it entered the market and how quickly it was um, making its in route into the market. So, of course, we, we've been working with AI and machine learning for many years. We already had uh, skilled people, but is, without any doubt, uh, we uh, we have accelerated our, our journey on, on that. We meaning, of course, we need to um, scout for talents that, that knows this. We need to upskill our, our workforce to to be savvy in, in, in AI, Gen AI. And, and, and typically, you need a combination. I mean, you need a scientific sort of understanding. You need a Gen AI understanding. You need to combine that. Or you need to combine it with market understanding and, and Gen AI. So it's a combination of recruiting new talents, upskilling our internal workforce, but of course, as you say, we also need to partner with the various uh, companies. There's no way um, a pharma company can can keep all the knowledge and competences in, in a field like uh, Gen AI. So, of course, we're working also with uh, anyone from the big tech companies to niche companies and, and uh, forming various sort of partnerships or just buying the software, perhaps. And, and uh, so, so that's also part of the strategy, of course, to, to be part of an external ecosystem of knowledge in this uh, this field. Um, great, great, great. So um, I want to kind of um, maybe double click on that a little bit, right? Uh -huh. So some of our audience are gonna be kind of startups, right? Mm -hmm. And then so kind of maybe in your take, right? From um, Nova Nordic standpoint, like, or your experience, right? Working with like the giant tech giants like Microsoft mm -hmm. versus a startup, right? So what is the difference in terms of what your advice to the, the audience who are startups out there, including <laughs> my company, right? So yeah. in order to be successful working yeah. with a global mm. pharma like Novo, um, what we need to know or what we need to do, mm. like, you know, in order to uh, ensure a successful collaboration. Mm. I mean, I, I, I think in many cases it's about having a very sharp focus, clear idea, what part of the value chain you will uh, help us improve somehow. Um, and then, of course, approaching that part of the organization. I mean, for sure, when we speak about broader impact in 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 uh, in, uh, in the, the knowledge workers, I mean, it's typically the, the Microsofts and, and the Amazons and whatnot in, in the world that addressing that. But when we're coming to uh, maybe a drug discovery phase or, or a marketing phase, it's about zooming in on, on particular sort of problems and, and providing a very, very well-defined solution. And then we are of course, more than happy to engage. Uh, and of course, we also understand that engaging with Microsoft, uh, Amazon is not the same as, as a smaller startup company. So we we also put mechanisms in place where we have a dedicated part of our organization that is skilled to, to engage with, with uh, startups, uh, driving innovation together, doing it in, in, a, in a joint way. And we have a, 
the classical sort of funnel mechanism where we can we can start small and and take ideas and then step by step um, mature them hopefully to to something where we can we can go full scale or, or in worst case abort somewhere in, in in between thank you thank you for the advice so um i want to kind of circle back to the use cases right you have this many use cases throughout the entire value chain right and you're the CDIO. So, so if if you know your CEO comes and say, okay, which use case would give me value in the next six to 12 months? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So there's a now, there's a gen AI, there's a timeline attached to innovation, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. exciting and scary at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a good and relevant question. And of course, I'm getting that one way or another. And I think it depends uh, to some degree on where what phase your company are in, um, where you need to 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 focus. Novanotisk is in in a, in a in a good uh, spot for the moment. There is a very high demand of our core products, uh, particularly in the obesity space. So you can say, in a way, we have a higher demand than we can supply for 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 the moment, meaning that maybe looking for for increasing demand is is not our key focus so if i would employ um, uh, gen ai it would not necessarily be a first priority in the commercial sort of space it would be uh, would be more in um, in the drug discovery phase to make sure that we also can innovate for the for the for the benefit of the patients for the future so we we concentrate a lot uh, our efforts into the research and development phase to make sure we, we can bring uh, new in, innovative medicines to to the market in, in in the future as well so that that would be one thing that's that's never a sort of a quick fix because uh, that's a long lengthy sort of process but the, the return is is obviously high when when you're succeeding when the second portion where i would de de deploy my effort would be to to support the, the the office workers the knowledge workers with with gen ai tuning and and we see a Tremendous uptake and interest when we, we we do that, and it's maybe too early to 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 qualify and verify the the, the full benefit. But we see a very very tangible examples where people using the modern Gen AI tooling from different sort of vendors to to really uh, drive efficiency in in in, in the daily, daily work. I, that's I I just read this um, news article uh, I think last night was that office workers are secretly using <laughs> Gen AI. To like aid their work if for companies okay. who are like abandoned. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, very interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I think it's obvious that a lot of people quickly see the benefit. They they quickly see the benefit from for, for them in, in the daily work and, and they are quick in, in adopting new technologies. Even maybe helping their kids do homework, right? <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So um, I want to move on to our next segment of the sort of the discussion, right, is about um, what do you see kind of the challenges, right, in terms of the, um, you know, touching on responsible AI, maybe you see how the industry can kind of overcome those challenges. I mean, cl clearly there, there, are, uh, there are limitations. I mean, uh, you need to be mindful about how you apply it because... It's a little bit of a black box sort of approach. Uh, it can easily be trained in a biased uh, sort of manner. Uh, and we have a social ethical responsibility to, to handle that in a, in, a, in a careful manner. But, but also on top of that, legislation is, is, is coming in place. And at least in Europe, there is an AI legislation act coming in place with, with clear, 
clear uh, rules and regulations, but also clear uh, fines if 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 uh, we, we we're breaking those. So so for sure we we need to be mindful on on when and where we we deploy it and be sure that we 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 understand uh, the limitations as as, as well. Great. So um, I want to kind of maybe uh, drill down a little deeper on the mm -hmm. sort of um, um, particularly the hallucination piece, right? Because mm -hmm. I think it's relevant for anyone deploying LNMs for, for Gen AI. And that's also we kind of try to tackle to remove those hallucinations by introducing human, in, human expert in the loop and what have you. I'd love to kind of hear your take on you know, um, hallucination is um, intrinsic to large language models, right? How do you see our industry, healthcare life sciences, where accuracy is important to kind of, kind of how to, uh, you know, address this? Hmm. So, I mean, we, we're still in an early phase of deploying this, and, and we have decided on a on a tiered uh, sort of approach. So we. Um, we understand that we before we, we we put it in 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 very very touchy sort of use cases we need to learn and experiment so we're going to start in in areas where the data the data quality is well understood and well known and when where the the output is less uh, sensitive for 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 you know we're not going to use it for things that are impacting patients sort of day one so we we basically have decided on on um, use cases that are less uh, sensitive from an output sort of perspective and where the data is well understood and well known so and, and by that we we're learning how uh, this is working in reality we we're putting um, uh, we're putting together groups that monitor this that have an ethical and and, and quality sort of di dimension to it and then we we basically plan to expand it to into to more and more advanced uh, use cases over time and we will let uh, also time flow according to what is needed to, to fully master this so we really are keen on avoiding anything that could be ethically wrong or, or provide a wrong biased hallucination sort of type of, of, of situation so step by step we, we we're going to expand the envelope where we're going to be able to use ai in, in, in our industry that's a great approach and you brought up a really great question, right, about the European um, body, regulatory body, trying to um, regulate, putting regulation for Gen AI. And with the innovation moving so quickly, how do you see it really putting in um, um, regulation to make sure we deploy Gen AI responsibly, but then in the meantime, not stifling innovation? Well, in a way, I do welcome um, authorities uh, putting legislation in place. I think we, as a company, has a social responsibility. I think we are used to having a, a good and, and a open and honest dialogue with uh, with the different sort of uh, authorities and legislative bodies in, in different sort of countries. So it's a healthy um, type of dialogue. We, we do respect that they are the legislative part. I think they normally also respect that we have understanding and knowledge of, of our, our sort of industry. So I, I think that sort of healthy um, uh, collaboration, maybe a wrong word, but, but that health, healthy sort of dialogue in, in between authorities and, and industry is good. And uh, when the legislation is there, we, of course, we, we take utmost care to, to follow and adhere to, 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 to that. But... I think it's a sort of a bit of an interplay that normally happens and, and uh, where we both play different roles in, in, in the making of, of those uh, coming in, in place. Great. Thank you so much, Anders Ramar. 
CDIO of Nova Nordics for joining me today. That was a fantastic discussion on the exciting topic. Please visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. Thank you very much, Lana. It was a pleasure.